0: You are listening to the Ride In NFL DFS Podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to the Ride In NFL DFS Podcast for week seven. And, you know, just as I predicted another week has gone by where a Wednesday or Thursday podcast is absolutely toast. Like, if you're someone who subscribes to podcasts, downloads them, um, you know, automatically, and then listens to them when you get time, you can't even listen to a podcast that was recorded on Wednesday or Thursday. So much has changed in terms of roster construction. Um, So, you know, that's why I just feel like, Doing a Wednesday or Thursday podcast at this point is a bit of a fool's errand. Um, I know, you know, a lot of guys that I respect, a lot of guys that I'm friends with in the industry still do them, and, you know, that's fine, but you just have to realize that they get stale quick um, with everything going on with COVID, and, you know, injuries this year seem to be a little bit more plentiful, probably because of the short off season, and, you know, I have just come to the conclusion that a Friday or Saturday podcast is best, and you know, even even doing this, it's it's about noon on Saturday. Even doing it noon on Saturday, basically a, a full day before the games kick off. There's still some things that are up in the air, so you know, make sure you're paying attention. Uh, if you're a four-four 4 subscriber, I usually update the four for four article one or two times throughout the weekend, you know, right after inactives, if anything changes, um, I do update the cash game article, um, mostly and you know, just keep your eyes peeled. Like this is not, and I know most of the people listening to this podcast are not, you know, casual ish players who are just opening it up and throwing 20 bucks in or whatever, but you know, it's, it's, of of any year this can't be a year where you are setting a a lineup on like a Wednesday or Thursday night and then just forgetting about it. You just can't do it. All right, so let's get into it. I will start this week with my core four. Uh, obviously Alvin Kamara with Michael Thomas out, with Emmanuel Sanders out. I think he's going to see, you know, upwards of double digit targets and I do think Latavius Murray is going to be involved in the run game a little bit more like he might steal a rushing touchdown or two um, from Kamara but I think Kamara is in for 100 plus yards total you know five to eight catches and a touchdown so at 8k you know we're looking at a median projection of like 22 to 24 fantasy points and that's Pretty superb um, with a ceiling of a little bit more. But I do like pivoting to Latavius on some tournament teams. If you're playing, you know, 15, 20 or more tournament teams, getting Latavius in there as, um, you know, a natural hedge is is a nice idea as well. In that same game, Traquan Smith, you know, I don't love Traquan Smith, um, but he's the number one receiver. The Panthers are banged up at corner, and he's probably going to see upwards of eight targets like, uh, Kamara. So, you know, I'm not expecting him to go 10 for a hundred and a touch or anything like that, but if he can get us 15, 16, 17 DK points at 4k, we're just smashing. He'll probably be high owned, but you know, you just kind of have to eat that great fade in tournaments. Like if you don't even want to put Traquan on any of your tournament teams, I would say that's fine. Um, just as a hedge there. So those two will be in the core four Kyler Murray. I mean, just Criminally underpriced on DraftKings at this moment. Um, You know, he's facing a team that has given up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks at this point. He's running a ton. It looks like DeAndre Hopkins is going to be healthy. The game has a huge total. He's, you know, much cheaper than Russ. He's cheaper than Allen. He's cheaper than Mahomes. Like, I like those three guys that I just mentioned in tournaments, but you know, Kyler Murray at 7,100, you just, it's hard to get away from him, um, at that price, and the last one I'm going to say, uh, as a core four will be Gio Bernard, um, you know, I'm struggling a little bit, if Aaron Jones is out, I really like Jamal Williams, he's bare minimum 4k, um, a lot of people will probably think that A.J. Dillon will get, Much of or some of, maybe they'll split it 50 50, and that's okay to be honest because AJ Dillon's going to get most of the rushing work if he gets you know 50% of the touches. I think Jamal Williams will you know really be involved in the passing game in a shootout, and you know he's been pretty solid with Aaron Jones on the field. So without Aaron Jones, I'm thinking we see you know probably 15 to 18 touches out of Jamal Williams you know, with six to seven of those being targets. I think he's a really good play in tournaments um, if Aaron Jones is out, and I think we could even consider him. Like, if you have a lineup that you are absolutely in love with, and you only have 4k left for a running back, and you want to go Jamal Williams over Giovanni Bernard, I am going to say, you know, pull the trigger. However, Gio Bernard is definitely a better play you know just from a floor standpoint he probably is going to see more a higher percentage of his team's running back workload than Jamal Williams um, you know Cleveland is a team that gives up a ton in the pass so I think that Gio is in for you know a, a pretty nice target share as well as the goal line work so I really love Geo, that'll be the core four. Kamara and Geo at running back. Traquan Smith at wide receiver. Kyler Murray at quarterback. Um, And those are, you know, those are basically the four guys that I think have the best shot of hitting value at their respective positions. Um, As far as other quarterbacks, I think the only other option that I am considering is Joe Burrow. Um, Threw a million times against the Browns. Like I mentioned, the Browns give up, I think, the most... Uh, they, they probably have the biggest discrepancy in rushing yards and passing yards allowed. They allow way more passing yards than rushing yards. And teams just attack them through the air because they're weak in the secondary. And they do have a solid front that stops the run. Um, so I can see Joe Burrow, you know, throwing like upwards of 50 times here. I like uh, his prospects in this game. And he's been running too. So if you're paying all the way down, Burrow, if you're paying up, Murray, um, you know, and there's other quarterbacks that I like for tournaments as, um, as tournament options that I could see being low owned, like Matt Ryan, you know, Deshaun Watson, um, and the guys above Murray are all pretty solid plays. I think Josh Allen's not gonna have a lot of ownership, I like him a lot, but Murray and Burrow will probably be uh, the only two quarterbacks I consider for cash games. Running back's a little uh, bit tougher. You know, I really liked Aaron Jones, but I think even if he plays, I'm going to be offman cash just because of his soft tissue injury. I like Kareem Hunt at 6,800. There's a dilemma here for me, you know, between Kareem Hunt and Mike Davis and um, Chris Carson. I like all three of those guys uh, a good bit. You know, Hunt has a great matchup against the Bengals. Davis doesn't necessarily have a great matchup, but he has great usage, and you know, Chris Carson's going to be in a score fest. He's a really nice hedge off of all the passing game stuff in that game in tournaments, but to be honest, I'm not really, now that the, now that Gio Bernard has opened up as like a kind of a lock, and Kamara has opened up uh, as kind of a lock with all the injuries on the Saints, I'm really not, interested in a ton more uh running backs than that you know it'll probably be um kamara bernard and then one of those three 6k guys that i mentioned you know potentially if aaron Rodgers is out i can we can you know try to see if we could fit in bernard and jamal williams that's kind of getting a bit thin in my opinion but if it does get you on like three 6k wide receivers or i should say two 6k wide receivers and maybe travis kelsey That is not a bad idea as well. Wide receiver, you know, I like a lot of guys at wide receiver this week. I mean, if you're paying up, I think Devontae Adams and Calvin Ridley are solid. Um, But I think it starts at Kenny Galladay in cash. Smash spot, another, you know, pass funnel. They're going to be throwing the ball. He's my, My worry about Galladay is that, you know, he's only seen an average of seven targets in the three games that he's played. And it's only resulted in you know a ceiling of 17 fantasy points at this at this point. He just seems like um, not really a volume guy. However, th- if if there was ever a spot for Kenny Galladay to go eight for 102, I think it's this matchup against the Falcons. So I think he is definitely in play. I think we're going to see a lot of ownership on Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf just because it's the late night on Sunday. And if you, you know, if you've been playing DFS, as long as I have, um, we can go back till, you know, Monday night was on the main slate and, you know, everybody was swapping off guys and everybody had guys on Sunday and Monday night because they wanted to see their, you know, currently winning green screen go up and up and up. You know, there's nothing worse than being in first place or, you know, cashing all your double ups after the four o'clock games. And then when they had these two late primetime games on the full slate or on the main slate I should say you know you you just see your winnings go down 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 so even if the plays aren't the best we would see elevated ownership on these primetime games just because you know, it's the the quote unquote late night hammer that everybody wants to get a piece of and see their their winnings go up. So I see. I think there's going to be a lot of ownership on Lockett and and DK Metcalf in cash. From there, I think, you know, I think there's going to be buzz about Keenan Allen, um, but I think that game gets away from the Jaguars pretty quickly, and they don't really necessarily need them. I loved. Jamison Crowder going into this game. Man, I think he's going to be a solid tournament play, but the injury scares me. He has a groin injury and, you know, worries me a little bit. I think Terry McLaurin is going to be um, popular, but for good reason. I mean, Dallas just getting shredded and, you know, Kyle Allen targeted uh, McLaurin 12 times last week. So, and just overall he's been getting a, a huge target share you know he has three games of 10 or more in the last two weeks 14 and 12 Washington's just really looking to get McLaurin the ball so I like Terry McLaurin I think both Bengals wide receivers are in play you know Tyler Boyd and Higgins in that game I think there's going to be a lot of passes definitely interesting um, to get them into your lineup in cash you know Boyd a bit safer a bit more of a known commodity um, but I think you know T Higgins probably has a little bit more touchdown upside they've seen pretty much the same target share Um, you know Boyd is more of a possession slot type receiver we all know that is usually a safer play in cash games um, Christian Kirk is interesting you know I always refer back to, you know, the Kirk and Fuller game of last year, where they weren't really doing much. And then all of a sudden, they had like these 40 burgers, and everybody was on them when they had the 40 burgers, because it was so obvious. Um, This could be a spot like that for Kirk, like, he's 5k, almost 4.9. So it's not as like smash as if he was like 4200. But I could see Kirk Um, getting a little bit more volume this week, you know, getting eight to 10 targets, having a pretty big game. I mean, especially if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play, but even if Hopkins does play. Tim Patrick, uh, I mentioned him last week in our pod and, you know, he ended up having a pretty solid day. I think he's in play again against this KC defense um, for sure. So, I wouldn't play him in cash, obviously, because now we have Traquan Smith opening up, and he's just a bit more of a solid, uh, you know, has a bit more of a floor, I think. But I do like Patrick as a pivot there, um, and I do like Kirk as a pivot there. If you were, you know, thinking about just completely avoiding these Saints pass catchers in tournaments and you kind of wanted to, you know, go Latavius Murray, hoping he scoops up all the touchdowns, And then bringing it back with some of these 4K wide receivers as leverage off of, you know, Jared Cook and Traquan Smith. Speaking of tight ends, I like paying up for Travis Kelsey. You know, he has, he basically leads tight ends in every stack category. I know that, you know, there has been games this year where he's only had like seven, six or seven targets, but he gets end zone targets like a madman. And, you know, over 22 fantasy points in three of six games does have... One stinker against New England. They kind of took him away. Three for 70 on seven targets. But man, this Denver defense is just obliterated with injuries. They're throwing anybody and everybody out there. Um, Guys off the street. So I think it's supposed to be very cold. I could see Travis Kelsey having uh, a game. You know, this just feels like, and this is like an anecdotal gut type thing. This just feels like a Travis Kelsey game. It's going to be brutally cold. No one's going to want to hit him. You know, he's going to catch these curls over the middle for 10 yards and be able to tack yards on, fight his way into the end zone. I could see Travis Kelsey having a big game if you have the money to pay up for him. Um, from there, it gets a little bit wish-washy. I think Hunter Henry is decent. He's a little bit underpriced at 4500 I did already mention Jared Cook. I think we could go there at 4300 just because of the injuries in New Orleans. Austin Hooper is out. And I think that that does put, you know, um, the Browns' tight ends in play. Maybe in Joku, maybe Bryant. But um, not in cash for me. I do like Dalton Schultz. I like Ebron. I think there's a lot of tournament plays in this area. Like, do not play Jared Cook uh, in tournaments. That is probably... Uh, I shouldn't say don't play Jared Cook in tournaments. If you're stacking up that game, play Jared Cook in tournaments all you want. If you love Jared Cook this week, play him in tournaments all you want. I just see this as, you know, Jared Cook's me like 20% owned. um, And then there's guys around him like Darren Fells, like Dalton Schultz, um, like even Rob Gronkowski's now on the main slate that I think, you know, relative to how Their ownership will fall. These other guys um, just have Hayden Hurst as well. Hunter Henry, like I already mentioned. These other guys around Cook just have equally or a better chance of popping off. And, you know, those are the kind of pivots that we like to get on in tournaments. At defense, it's hard to ignore the Bills. I mean, at 4,700, it's going to be very tough. But we do have stuff opening up in the 4k range at running back and wide receiver so it's not as tough um i think in tournaments really really solid play to get on the bills um because i think people just automatically x them out just because they're like 5k but if they're the only defense that goes over 20 points this week you know the 5k might be worth it uh from there i think the football team um could really give dalton Fitz their their defensive line could get after him uh if you're not, in, in lineups that you're not rostering, all the all the Bengals, <laughs> um, I think the Browns could, you know, Joe Burrow drops back 50 times, he's bound to throw a pick or two, get sacked, fumble, etc. Um, and I think the Cowboys defense, you know, they get a lot of, they, they've been playing pretty terribly. Um, they've been giving up a ton of points, which I could see that reverting this week. You know, the Redskins offense, not potent and kyle allen definitely prone to making mistakes defense is just really strange this week there's not a ton low that i like there's not a ton under the reds or excuse me under the football team that i like i'll probably just you know rotate some of the 3k defenses in my tournament lineup but probably the football team they're probably the cheapest that i will go to in cash And, you know, another interesting thing is, and this is completely sarcastic if you can't pick up on it, I, uh, my wife agreed for us all to go to a Trunk or Treat event uh, at 3 o'clock on Sunday. So, you know, smack dab in the middle of the 1 o'clock games. um, And, you know, you just, everybody goes to a parking lot and, you know, I'm guessing stays 6 feet apart for the most part. But you decorate your trunk, and you have candy in your trunk, and you bring the children over, and you give them candy out of your trunk. You know, things that people got arrested for in the 80s. But, um, yeah, so I'll be doing that. So, you know, when I review on Monday uh, my cash game, I might not have as much insight as to, you know, why a play failed at the 1 o'clock games. Because I won't be watching them. I will be... Um, standing outside of my vehicle with my trunk open and giving seven-year-olds Kat bars. Uh, so make sure to let me in on how everything went in the one o'clock games. Good luck with your lineups.